Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is You Already Have It. You already have it. Hey, we welcome those who are watching the YouTube version of this. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go to Igniting Hope. Uh, Stephen Wendy Backlund, YouTube, subscribe, and you can watch me live <laughs> if you want to see my face. Hey, you already have it. Hey, before I get into the message, just want to let you know, Connie Jones, Igniting Hope, Leadership Development Director, is starting a course right here. So I'm recording this next Monday called Reigning in Life. It's a six-week course. You can find it on IgnitingHopeAcademy.com, and it's going to be a great one. It has my wife, Wendy, on it a lot. I appear on it, and Connie is just such a great teacher. If you want just something just to activate your faith, why don't you check that out? Hey, you already have it. Now, here's a great scripture passage. It's in 2 Kings chapter 4, it says, Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me. What have you in the house? Or she asked, basically, what do you have? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside, borrow vessels. And most of you know the story. What happened there is that she, the oil was poured into the vessels, as many vessels as she had, that caused the oil to keep pouring. And when she ran out of vessels, the oil stopped pouring. But listen to this. Um, then the oil stopped flowing. Verse 7, she came, told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Wow, this is such a powerful story. As I talk about you already have it. Now, in Elisha was confronted with a need. The widow had the need, comes to the prophet, asks for help. And, you know, you think about all the different ways that maybe help could come supernaturally. Maybe he could just uh, speak a word. Maybe he could wave over something. Maybe he could call down resources uh, to be brought to the house. But what he, he asked her, he said, what do you have? What do you have in your house? What do you have? What do you have that's going to give God something to work with? And she said, I have nothing. But then she said, except a little oil. Now, here, here's a, such an important point to understand. 
the prophetic culture, when we're in the influence of a prophetic culture, it causes us to take our eyes off of what we think we don't have to actually see what we do have. One of the main purposes of prophetic ministry is to take our eyes off of what we think we don't have to actually see what we do have. And she already had it. It wasn't a lot in the natural, but God doesn't need a lot. And it, it caused not only for the need to get met, but it also created overflow for her life to live off of that. Now, I want to say this to you right now, the one who's listening you already have it. You already have it. You already have the key to your breakthrough. You already have what's needed to create victory, breakthrough, and future abundance. But one of the things that it's so easy to do, and it's the accuser of the brethren. That's one of the names for the devil. He constantly wants to use negative comparison to have us focus on what we seem to not have. You don't have enough good looks. <laughs> Let's laugh at that. <laughs> you don't have enough good looks. You don't have enough intelligence. We laugh at that as well. <laughs> You don't have enough education. Ha ha. We, we also chuckle at that. You don't know the right people. Ha ha. You, you uh, don't have enough Holy Spirit gifting and power. Ha ha ha. You don't have enough wins uh, in your life. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough health. You don't have enough ideas. You don't have enough possessions. Whatever it is, there's the, the focus is the enemy wants us to focus on what we think we don't have. He wants us to believe that we are at a disadvantage. And by the way, if we believe we're at a disadvantage, we're at a disadvantage. If you're a student who goes to school and you believe you're at a disadvantage because of your looks, your intelligence, that belief is a bigger problem than whatever you think you're at a disadvantage about. <laughs> Let me say that again. Whatever reason we would think we're at a disadvantage, if it's maybe because we don't have enough money or, or maybe we, we don't have enough connections or the right people aren't seeing us correctly. We think we're at a disadvantage. That belief that we're at a disadvantage because of those things is a bigger problem than what we think the problem is. And that really gets back to what really is the problem. That the problem almost always is how we think, is what we believe. Self-limiting beliefs based on lies, based on negative past experience, based on negative feelings, those are the things 
that block us. Those are the things that stop us. Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes. And I want to say you already have it. You already have it. And I believe even as you're listening to this podcast, and we're going to take a few moments, uh, even at the end of, of my message, for you to identify what you're good at. <laughs> to identify what things are actually already in your life that are positives that you can build on. I know in my own life, just in, in different seasons, especially in the 1990s when I was learning about beliefs, when I was learning about hope, when I was learning about the power of joy and declarations and laughing at lies. In that season, I believed I was at a disadvantage. I was in a bad, I thought I was, I didn't have the right geographical location. I didn't have the right amount of people in my congregation. I, I did not have the right ability to preach and inspire. And I focused on what I didn't have, what I didn't do well. I didn't think I, I did certain aspects of ministry uh, well. And, and so I would dwell on that. I would focus on, on that rather than focusing on what I was good at. And even recently, I've really felt the Lord say, Steve, stop dwelling on what you're not. And I know, I mean, it gets tricky when I say stop dwelling on what you're not, because so many of the things we think we're not, we actually are. <laughs> Romans 4.17 says, God who uh, brings life to the dead by calling those things that are not as though they are. So many of the things you think you're not, you actually are. Many of you, some of you think you're not a good speaker, but you actually are. You just need to, like a baby learning to walk, just go through the struggle. But the point that I want to make is that I felt like the Lord has said, Steve, you have a tendency out of your sincerity and out of your wanting to just constantly fix what's wrong with you and 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 be a good Christian, you have a tendency to dwell more on what you think you're not good at than what you are good at. You have a tendency to dwell on habits, personality quirks, <laughs> and, and fixate on those. And because of that, then you can't attach faith to what you are good at because you have a tendency because you can't do a big thing. You won't attach faith to a little thing that you can do. You have a tendency because you can't release the supernatural at a level maybe some other people can. Then you don't attach faith at all for releasing the supernatural for where you're currently at and what you're stewarding. You have a tendency because you feel like you've failed in certain family relationships, you have a tendency not to be able to attach faith to who you are in those relationships. And because you're dwelling on a negative, you cannot attach faith to the positive. <laughs> that's, that's in 
your life. My, oh my, you already have it. I pray that your eyes are open to what you're good at. I pray that your eyes are open to what you have an advantage in right now. Because it's, it's there. It's, it's there. And, and once we're able to see it. The woman said, I have nothing except. Hmm, I actually got something. I, got, I have something, Mr. Prophet. I forgot about it. I, I was devaluing what I had. Because in comparison to other people, it's so little. But actually, I have something. I have it. You already have it. It really goes along with another verse that I like so much. In, in John 4.35, Jesus says, Do you not say four months and then the harvest? But I say to you, look up and see. The fields are white for harvest. You say it's not happening yet. You say we got to wait. You say we don't have it. <laughs> but I say to you, look up and see. The fields are white. I say to you, it's already happening. There's something happening right now for you to partner with. There's something happening right now for you to partner with. It's already happening. There's something in your life that, that God is on, something that's moving forward, something that's got momentum, something that's there. Your eyes are going to see it. The fields are white. The fields are white. There's something happening in your family right now to partner with. God's moving. He, 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 he's, gonna, he's the glory and lifter of your head. You're going to look up and you're going to see. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's uh, an idea. Maybe it's something that because of uh, believing lies and, and focusing on what you believe is not happening, you can't even see what is happening. Ha ha. Ha ha. Woohoo. You already have it. It's already happening. My, oh my. I, I love this. And, and I want to just do this with you right now. I want to ask you a question. What do you already have? What advantages do you have? What are you good at? What skills do you have? What gifts? I would suggest if you're able to, to stop the podcast right now. And say out loud if you're able to. Or if you're able to listen to this with someone you love and you care about or a friend and able to talk to each other on helping each other. If you, if you can't figure it out yourself, go to someone else and say, help me answer this question because I need to know it. Because it's the key to breakthrough. It's the key to increase. It's the key to future abundance. I need to know it. I need to attach faith to it. And I need to give it to God. The woman, uh, she submitted to the prophet in what the prophet said to do. Go gather a bunch of vessels. And when we identify what we have, I know I can just tell you some things I have. I have the gift of encouragement. And Lord, I, I, 
I have it. I give it to you to multiply it, to supernaturally use it to benefit others, and it's going to benefit me as well. <laughs> and I, I have more, but I, yep, if, you, if you've already stopped it, or if you haven't stopped it, you can stop it right now. If you've stopped it and come back, well, you can stop it again if you had <laughs> to. What are you good at? What are you at an advantage with? Again, help others see this too. Help your kids. Help your friends. Empowering leaders help people know what they already have. The prophetic ministry causes people to know what they have and maybe forgot or they never knew. Hey, I love this. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. It's unstoppable. He who is the most hope is the most influence. And our, our hope level determines our influence level. And I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. And we here at Igniting Hope are here to ignite your hope. Hope is linked to vision. Proverbs 29 says, Without a vision, the people perish. Without hope, without the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. Without that, we begin to die. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening right now, today is not a, a good day to walk in radical joy. Ha, ha, ha. You may have too many relational challenges, frustrations in relationships, financial issues. Things you're believing for that haven't happened yet. Uncertainties for the future. Tiredness. I get it. But I found out there, there's really never been a convenient time to walk in radical joy. It's something that has to be pursued. And I see you pursuing it. Right now, there's a, there's a grace on you to pursue joy. Understand why joy is... One-third of the kingdom, Romans 14, 17. How do you activate your joy? You activate it through thanksgiving. You focus more on what you have than don't have. You focus on what's happening instead of what's not happening. You thank God. You become grateful. We tell our children, say thank you. <laughs> say thank you. And Heavenly Father says, say thank you. It's a, it's a gateway. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gateway into so many things, including joy. But we also stir up joy as our strength in our current situation by understanding Psalm 37, verse 4, where it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, 
and he will give you the desires of your heart. The context of Psalm 37 verse 4 is that we're delighting with unfulfilled desires. There's things in our life that are unfulfilled, dreams, prayers that haven't been answered yet. Things that we want to see happen that haven't happened yet. And it's in that context of unfulfilled desires that we delight in the Lord. Woohoo, Lord, I can't, I can't wait to see how you're going to do this. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in that situation. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in my country. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in that relational situation that right now is not what I want it to be. It's a delighter, and it's a key to seeing desires fulfilled. So powerful. So powerful. Hey, a couple things I want to mention here, and then I'm going to ask you to pray five seconds, five seconds in faith for Igniting Hope Ministries, for my wife Wendy and I, our team, in this season that we're in. A couple things I want to mention. I mentioned Connie Jones. Uh, the Reigning in Life co online course that she's doing. You can find that out. It's starting next week. You can find that on IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. And then also my brother Phil Backlund and I are doing a 12-week online course this summer starting at the beginning of June called The Culture of Empowerment using our new book, The Culture of Empowerment Business and Organizational Version. This is a powerful course for leaders, influencers, parents, business owners, organizational leaders, church leaders, anybody who wants to empower others, learn at a higher level the skills and the beliefs that will cause people to thrive. Bill Johnson says, my goal is not to build a big church, but to build big people. This course, The Culture of Empowerment, that we're doing this summer is going to help you build big people. It's going to help you champion people. It's going to help you create structures where people will thrive and thus your organization will thrive. Ignitinghopeacademy.com, you can find that. And then also, Wendy and I, my wife, we did a Abounding Hope and Joy conference. We just, we just did that a couple weekends ago. And wow, such great content. And we're going to make that available soon in various platforms, and it's powerful. Hey, here we go. Five seconds of prayer. It's better to pray five seconds in faith than 30 minutes in doubt or not really believing something's going to happen. We don't need a lot of time for a lot to happen. The centurion told Jesus, just speak a word. You don't need a lot, but if you attach faith to a little, it becomes a lot. So once you take five seconds in faith, we felt your prayers. Take five seconds in faith right now to pray for Igniting Hope Ministries. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, I look forward to being with you on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And again, I want to remind you, we are simulcasting these on our YouTube channel, Igniting Hope Stephen Wendy Backlund, YouTube. If you just want to watch it, you want to see it again, you want to see, uh, see me in person, you can go there. Hey, God, God bless you.
We love you. We are committed to seeing your dreams come into reality. Hey, God bless. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.